0: Tapping the Keg Daily is live for Friday. It is December 22nd. Hope everybody is doing well. We are going to rank the Wisconsin Sports Weekend Games, Christmas rankings, if you will. We will cover it all. Uh, We'll talk Marquette. We'll talk the Milwaukee Bucks, the Green Bay Packers. We will rank everything. Uh, We'll also discuss the Bucks win against the Orlando Magic. We'll weave that in to when we have our Bucks discussion. And then lastly, we will kind of just do a Friday free talk. I want to talk about Yamamoto going to the Dodgers, the evil empire. Uh, and then also I have some gym stories that you guys can laugh at me for. Uh, and who knows? Who knows what else uh, is on the old noggin? Uh, probably a shorter show. I say that all the time and then it ends up being your normal 45 minutes and that's that's because i'm a rambler uh that happens uh far too often uh, before we get going uh first of all uh, wishing everybody a merry christmas a happy holidays uh it, it's going to be a great time i think for everybody hopefully the packers don't run our christmas uh, hopefully the bucks don't run our christmas uh but even if they do uh, just want to say you know i'm thankful for everybody's support I'm really happy uh, that you guys have been along for the ride, Uh, whether you're new, whether you've been here for God knows how long, or if you're kind of in between. Uh, I appreciate all the love. I hope you guys have a good Christmas. I hope it's a, you know, not drama-free. I feel like Christmas, right, can be dramatic or it can be just really stressful, but spending time with your family is always important. I know sometimes you can't spend time with your family, uh, if you're one of those people, I know I'm thinking about you. Know that I, you're in my prayers, just in the sense of I think everybody should be together on Christmas. I think it's a, it's a really important holiday for that type of stuff. Uh, so I wanted to get that out there uh, early on and just let you know I, I love you all and appreciate everybody. And yeah, I keep going. We're going to keep doing this shit. And I, hopefully you guys are spreading the good word. Hopefully you're getting people to download this podcast, subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever else you get your pods. Um, when you're at your Christmas dinners, when you're at your Christmas lunches, when you're at this, the Feast of the Seven fishings for my paisans, like get that going, okay? I uh, would really appreciate it. Uh, and that that means a lot. Uh, just keep spreading that good word. And if there's things that I can do uh, to make you guys, to make it more shareable, please let me know. Um, I'm happy to... Listen, um, I wouldn't say that I have the most time in the world. I was just talking about that the other day on, I think it was, was it Instagram? I, well, I put it on X and then I put it on Instagram, and because I had a take like two weeks ago about the Milwaukee Bucks, and I was talking about how the Milwaukee Bucks, like, basically they realized the Denver Nuggets won with awesome offense and, like, average defense. And I just found it out by I was like searching through net rating stuff and I was like, okay, whoa. And it just stood out to me. And I was like, wait, maybe maybe this is the reason why John Horse did everything. Maybe this is why John Horse sort of, you know, got damned because he saw the, the trend of the NBA moving to this offensive style where it's just completely free. Completely, you know, moving into a entirely different direction than what we've seen in the last couple of years. And so I laid out this entire case. And then Matt Moore, uh, uh, Hardwood paroxysm tweeted out basically the same kind of thing. And it was like bar for bar, word for word, because that's the soldier boy meme. But I was like, oh my God, I could have clipped that. And I could have made that into my own thing. And I I wish I would have had it. So I am looking for somebody to start clipping my podcasts. Um, I do not put a video behind it because usually I'm doing these late at night. I have a hood up, uh, I look like complete dog shit. Uh, and it, you don't really wants to see me on video. But if you guys, I know videos, what makes the world go around. So uh, maybe we could change that. But anyways, i rambled here for the first four minutes. I, I can't believe. so I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a short podcast and then I, I just ramble in my open uh, before we're getting going. So I apologize for that. but anyways, Hope you guys have an awesome Christmas. Hope you guys have a awesome, if you got time off here, enjoy it. I do not, uh, another story for another time. And so I'll be cranking pods. Uh, We'll be doing pods uh, today, obviously. And then we'll be back on Tuesday, unless I I don't really think I can get a pod in uh, Christmas Eve night. I keep sort of wavering on it. I doubt it uh, that I'll have a pod for you on, on Christmas Eve night uh so i'll just be honest with myself and say we'll get to you tuesday we'll recap everything we talk about here today um and then we'll have a pod rest of the week and we'll just go forward with that and it'll be probably a little more loose a little more fun um more like looking back on 2023 and the whole thing all right enough of me giving you guys all the updates let's talk about the weekend that is all right so it's it's a big weekend here in terms of wisconsin sports like you have, you know, a really good slate of games, right? Even if maybe you don't have a lot going on on Christmas or you're single and you don't have anything, any time to be spent with significant others, there is, there are games, right? Like you're you're not going to be, you're not gonna go sort of unattended with Wisconsin sports events, really starting on Friday and going all the way in to Monday, which is Christmas, even if you are a Badger fan, when we won't talk about the Badgers, but they play the Spunky Chicago State on Friday Friday evening, so they even have a game. So even if you're a Badger fan, not a Marquette fan, uh, you have a game too. So like everybody is taken care of, and that that's actually that's awesome. I, I think that's you know the nature of the calendar, right? Uh, because Christmas falling on that Monday the fact the Bucks are good the fact that you're gonna have NFL uh the fact that the Packers you know weren't seen in high regard so they're not one of the three Christmas games I do wonder would they have been that if Aaron Rodgers was there obviously not against Carolina but I I, I do wonder you know would that have changed in in any aspect the Packers have been on Christmas the last two years and have the ratings have been absolutely through the roof and I understand why the Packers weren't on there, and and again, that's kind of nice because the symmetry of everything and the Milwaukee Bucks do not have to share Christmas with the Packers, which you know has kind of been an unfortunate thing for the Bucks. I mean, they were it was was fortunate last year because they got their asses kicked by the Celtics, but it was unfortunate the year prior because they beat the Celtics in Milwaukee in an awesome basketball game. And it went down to the wire, and as it was going down to the wire, the Packers and Browns were in the first quarter of that Christmas Day game. So it was like, it was definitely one of those things where everybody's attention had shifted, but you're like, wait a second, this basketball game is fucking awesome. I believe I was telling my parents, because I was at their house at that point, like switching back and forth. So I'm kind of glad, again, that we have this sort of, Four day stretch here of Wisconsin sports, and not one is sort of overtaking the other. Everybody gets their day essentially. And so, what I set out to do is basically create your guide and create what is the game that if you had to watch one game this weekend, if you're so bogged down, whether you're late on Christmas shopping, if you have to help your wife bake Christmas cookies. If you're, you know, smoking meat or you're putting together, you know, the Christmas feast, uh, and you don't have time to watch everything, and you just have to pick one or two of the games. Where would you go? And this is where I guide you. I am your sherpa. Here we go. Number one is the Milwaukee Bucks on Christmas Day against New York Knicks. And I played Knicks both games, so. But I think there's a difference in the two games. Uh, I think, number one, the Milwaukee Bucks on Christmas, I think the Bucks are going to have a different sort of mindset for Christmas, right? I think it's Damian Lillard's first Christmas Day game in probably a long while. Um, I'm not sure on the numbers. I'm sure they'll they'll pull that. But it's, it, it, it's a new experience for Damian Lillard. It's a new experience for Coach Adrian Griffin. The Bucks, you know, being at Madison Square Garden, I think, makes people – take their game up a notch and the fact that the milwaukee bucks have not been on national media for a while you know they haven't been on national tv uh in i think since that boston game actually well the nc tournament excuse me so that was what three weeks ago and so they, they get a little bit of exposure we talked about it on yesterday's show about how it will not be you know the premier game and it's too bad they're not the premier game but as mitch pointed out they didn't know they had Dame Lillard. I think if you're having a beer with Adam Silver, I doubt Adam Silver drinks beer. Like, he does not seem like a beer guy to me. Like, would it shock you if Adam Silver was, like, slamming hazy IPAs? It kind of would for me. I think we've talked about this in the past. But, like, I, I feel like Adam Silver is, like, a vodka guy. Like, he, like he likes, like, unique vodkas. I don't know. I, I would love to know. But, anyways, if you're having a drink with Adam Silver, I'm sure he wishes it was Bucks Nuggets. At 1:30, and it was like warriors knicks at 11, or Warriors playing later on in the day, because there is no way that they want the Warriors and Nuggets. And that now, it, I will argue, it's set up that you know 49ers and Warriors fans get to basically have a full day of sports. You get the Warriors at what would that be 11:30 uh, Pacific, and then they have Niners-Ravens, which is a massive football game. Uh, At five o'clock, so that's set up perfectly, you know, for those fans. Uh, They they have that right there on a platter. Similar with Philly fans, kind of the inverse. They have Eagles Giants in the afternoon, and then they get Philly uh, Heat at night, which I don't think anybody will care about. Philly Heat's also a weird Christmas Day matchup. Like the the Sixers and Heat are not necessarily quote unquote rivals. I, I don't think I've really ever thought about the Sixers. They had a good playoff series, what two years ago. But it's not like one of those things where I feel like Christmas Day really should be about last year. Like it really should have been Bucks Heat. Like Bucks Heat should have been the matchup uh, if you're talking about because I, I feel like it should be a retrospective on last season. And I think it should have been Celtics Nuggets. Like, oh, a picture of... What could have been the finals, right? But anyways, it's Celtics-Lakers. I think that always will do well. Um, and you're going up against the NFL. And this is last year going up against the NFL. So you got to make sure that you're bringing out the big guns. And Celtics-Lakers brings out the big guns. Because all the casuals will watch that game. But back to the game itself. I, I just expect the Bucks to be much better in that game than they are in the first game. We'll talk about that first game a little later on here. But I just think that you're going to get a great performance from Milwaukee. I think that they they have such an advantage going up against the Knicks right now because they're still adjusting without having Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson out for the season with an ankle injury. Jericho Sims also has an ankle injury. He's down for the next two weeks. So right now it is Isaiah Hartenstein and Taj Gibson's corpse who just came back uh to the NBA that's all you have is a front line against Giannis Kumbo. and by the way Brooke Lopez like good luck how how do the Knicks do that how are the Knicks going to be able to stop the Milwaukee Bucks inside the Bucks are going to absolutely the uh, the Bucks really shouldn't shoot any threes they should absolutely pound the paint with those guys include Bobby in the mix like Julius Randle I, I guess could guard Giannis a little bit but Julius Randle too small um, for any of those guys maybe Bobby's the only guy that Julius Randle I think could have a a decent shot against but I, I think the Knicks are at a massive disadvantage I think that really works to the Bucks' favor uh, and you know they were on absolute fire from three the last time they played the Knicks in the in-season tournament uh, Jalen Brunson was kind of you know taking down a peg after having an awesome game now Becky Hammond you know fired up Jalen Brunson probably um when she was like you know talking about how he's you know they don't have a dog basically is what Becky Hammond said and it was like oh he's too short to kind of be that a1 guy and you know that Jalen Brunson's heard that and so I I don't appreciate that Becky Becky Hammond gave him that motivation uh that said like I, I I agree with Becky Hammond I think Becky Hammond's right I think Becky Hammond knows more ball than a lot of us so uh and it, it, she's it's Becky Hammond it, has an interesting like I, i'm trying to say this in the most respectful way like becky hammond has like a unique way just the way she talks like i it's not like there's no i can't tell what accent it is like it's like it's not it's kind of weird like let's let's look where becky hammond's from why why not let's let's just let's just go Soft, we're already off the rails. Let's just, let's figure out. where. are oh, she's rushing. So, okay, hold on here. Oh yeah, so she's already catching heat um, about the Jalen Bronson comment. That's like a top story. Becky Hammond's from South Dakota. Okay. She went to Colorado State. Fun fact, did not know that. Uh, and, you know, she played for the Liberty. Will James Dolan ban her from Madison Square Garden for the slander against it? She was an undrafted. WNBA player do you know that reading becky hammond's wikipedia page uh but okay so rapid city south dakota because yeah she has like a very unique accent and that makes sense how many south dakota how many south dakotans do you know in your life right so yeah i, I get it now uh, and that, that makes a little more sense all right but anyways she was right i i, I agree with her 100 percent. jalen brunson is a really good player i like jalen brunson a lot biggie's chalk big fan that said, I don't know if he's the guy uh, when it comes to playoffs. He's a, he's a guy in regular season. I just don't know playoffs. Yeah, I, she, again, she knows more ball than we do. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Bucks have a great advantage there. And I think, you know, their bodies will be acclimated. They'll get the New York party out of their system, you know, on Friday into Saturday. And we'll talk about that Saturday game. That Saturday game is going to be bad. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second here, but so I, I think they'll show up for Christmas and I think the Bucks will be successful. I think that should be a win for them. Um, and hopefully it is. Uh, and then, you know, you hate to lose on Christmas, especially because a lot of eyes are on you. Not as many for that 11am game. Uh, I feel like the eyes are less, uh, it's kind of, it kind of fluctuates as it goes on throughout. Also, uh, you know, big cat used to make it famous about NBA unders in the first three games that was kind of his system I would not take the under in well Bucks next one went under one went over I I don't know the Bucks of Bucks offense has just been fucking cooking like they had 118 points and played like shit tonight so I don't know do you really want to take an under in that scenario be my guest we'll see we'll see what the number is you know maybe you zag maybe you go over but yeah that's my number one uh, number two, uh, I'll go with Packers-Panthers. I understand it's not the bell of the ball in terms of great games, but it's for the playoffs, and the Packers, you know, have to win. And if they don't win, it, it's going to ruin all our Christmases. We talked about it yesterday. It, it would be an absolute nightmare uh, if the Packers do lose the game. They quit on their their coach, most so Joe Barry and Matt Lafleur. Uh, I I do expect the offense to play well against this Panthers team. I don't think that you're going to have an Atlanta Falcons. I think Arthur Smith's just a bad coach. Uh, I think Atlanta plays down to their competition. I do think the Packers have played down to their competition, but I do think that this is an inspired bunch. Like I, I do think that they've heard what's going on in the locker room. Joe Barry you know, talked about this being a really hard week and basically hearing it all, which... I don't know, does that make you feel bad? Like I did a cap cut on TikTok, tapping the keg sports, you can go follow up there, where it was like uh, the Grinch talking about how much he hates somebody. He's like, I hate, 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 and I loathe. Like I did that for Joe Barry. And it works, right? Uh, so maybe Joe Barry saw that. So I guess I apologize. Uh, but like, it's a it's a massive sort of nuts on the table type game. It's like, do you have the big dick in the Cracker Factory or not, Right. Are you gonna actually, you know, come through and deliver for your team? And and that's what I, I'm watching. That's what I hope. Uh, you know, the 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 area there is there because Carolina has not been a good football team. And Carolina has, you know, they did get the win against against Atlanta, and I think that's important, right? To get that one under your belt. And I realize Carolina probably looks at it and they're like, All right, if we get one more win. We, got, we could get out of that number one number one spot and avoid, you know, that we traded away the number one pick, and that I think would be a weird accomplishment for Carolina, and try to build some momentum heading into next season. They they don't have to tank, right? They're you know they're fully into this season, but they just do not have the talent. They are void of talent. They've built a terrible roster. And there's no reason the Packers shouldn't win this football game. And if Packers don't win this football game and they play with their food and all of a sudden Eddie Pinheiro hits a game-winning field goal in the fourth quarter to beat the Packers 17-14, it's a colossal failure in all, all facets. And it, it just can't happen. Uh, I, am, I am at the point now where I just, I cannot wrap my brain around Carolina. Now you could make the case like, okay, every time they've seemingly played a bad team, it's been, you know, to play with your food sort of thing. So can the Packers learn from their mistakes? Can the Packers, you know, write that ship? And can they, you know, come together and get ready for a massive game against Minnesota? And that to me would be a really nice Christmas present, but it's definitely number two on the watch list. Like it just, there's too many storylines that's the Packers. It's, you know, meaningful game. And yeah, if you lose, you go home. If you win, you know, you had you survive another day. And then you head to Minnesota for a rowdy Christmas or New Year's Eve night against the Vikings. And so it, I Jordan Love's been playing great. Um I, I that's a tough Carolina secondary, so I'll be interested to see how much Jordan Love we get. I think they really need to focus on running the football. Um, I would hate if Matt Lafore goes away from running the football. This, this is a bad run defense, and you can run a lot. And maybe get A.J. Dillon back from that thumb injury, which would help. Um, and you should just pound the football. I think you could bring back the, the jet sweeps with Jaden Reed. I think those should be on the table with an undisciplined team. Uh, I think that you know, there are a lot of opportunities to exploit this. This Carolina defense, uh, but I don't know if passing is one of them. I think they they'll have opportunities to pass, but I just don't. They've they've done really well in terms of defending the pass, and so I would be cautious to put it all in Jordan Love's hands. Defensively, it just comes down to making Bryce Young's life a living hell, right? Like how do you how do you make it as difficult as possible on Bryce Young and make it make his life miserable and not let Bryce Young pick. Pick you down up and down the field like Baker Mayfield and Tommy DeVito did. Uh, this should be playing everybody up. If you beat deep, it's okay. And I think that would be like a massive improvement for the Packers. And we have seen what happens when Joe Barry's back's against the wall. Like last year against Philadelphia, he got ran all over. It was like, I think it ended up being like 290. Uh what the Packers got ran on by the Eagles. Remember how ugly that was? I'm sure I was calling for Joe Barry's job after that game and then Joe Barry all of a sudden figured it out, like back against the wall, have to, have to try to save my job. And so it, it seems like this is usually where Joe Barry starts to cook. And so we'll see if, if that happens again uh, and that he could kind of you know rise from the ashes, if you will. Uh, brutal TV broadcast for this. So we have Fox, but we have Chris Myers and we have Robert Smith. Chris Myers is the all-time grift king. Like, nobody has grifted more than Chris Myers. Chris Myers has been with Fox for fuck forever. I, I don't know when Chris Myers wasn't with Fox. Chris Myers is basically the Craig Kishon of Fox. Like, he does low-ass, like... NFL or college football games and he does the Westminster dog show and he's like a the second sideline reporter you know he he does all these like little odds and ends jobs I think he used to be the like the baseball host for a bit uh when Fox had baseball in the postseason like he just does all sorts of little stuff I think he's done baseball before too but he's brutal man but it's the Carolina Panthers and the Packers haven't been playing well. I, I don't expect to get, you know, the creme de la creme. Like, you're not getting Burkhardt and Olsen to call this game, right? Uh, you're not getting Joe Davis and Daryl Johnson to call this game. Although Moose, Moose was so critical the last time the Packers played. I don't know if I want fucking Moose around this Packers team. And then, uh, so yeah, and Kugler, Mark Sanchez, like Mark Sanchez sounds like he does a line of Coke before everything he says. So I don't know, is Mark Sanchez really that much better? Kevin Coogler's great. Like he does Big East stuff. Uh, He's a good radio guy too uh, for, I think he does Westwood. Like so, but yeah, Chris Myers is fucking awful. Um, So, but yeah, you gotta have, you get the last squad. This is the, this used to be the Dick Stockton game. Dick Stockton, for those who don't remember, like, I know, like, the old guys will tell me. I remember this one guy on Twitter who, I'll leave him nameless, was like, you can't talk shit. He didn't say shit because he's, he would never say a swear word on, on social media. Very pious guy. Was like, you can't criticize Dick Stockton. He's a legend, yada, yada. And I was a few years ago. And I was like, I think I, replied, I even replied. I was like, look. The guy should be calling football games. He's fucking decrepit. Like, he is the Crypt Keeper. Like, he looks like shit. He talks like shit. He has no idea what's the fuck's going on. He is absolutely lost. Like, I, if, if we were in Milwaukee, Dick might think we're in Miami. Like, he just does not have a fucking clue anymore. Like, yes, he was a legend. Yes, he was the, like, the second, I think he was the second guy for the Fox, right? It was Madden and Summerall, and then it was Stockton and Matt Millen. And that was when Matt Millen was still kind of good in in terms of the, the booth uh, back in the day when it, you know you didn't necessarily you, it was all like eye test stuff and it was all like rah rah shit and that was perfect for the nineties not not really so much as you you went on but anyways like people get old and, and then you just you lose your job and and I like I understand it too because I and maybe the way he was coming from was like, I, I feel that way about Al Michaels. Like, everybody gives Al Michaels such a hard time, and it's like, look, Al's old, but he's a fucking legend. And Al's one of the best to ever do it. And we should enjoy every Al Michaels game we get, because I guarantee you, once he fucking leaves, we're going to miss him. Just like I miss Brett Musburger all the goddamn time. Brett like I I love Chris Fowler. Chris Fowler does a great job. But the Brett Musburger, you're looking live at the Rose Bowl. Like, fuck. I will always miss that. And so, yeah. That's my long, long ass winded way of saying, like, yeah. Getting the Chris Myers game is like getting old ass Dick Stockton. So, uh, yeah. I'm not a fan. But, anyways. I will soldier on. uh, And, yeah. I I think the Packers are going to win. Four and a half is the spread. I I will tell you, if you want to wager on it, go ahead. I would. I think I'm just staying away. I think I'm just going to. No idea what I'm going to get. I'm just going to completely stay away. I will wager on other things that day. Like, I just, I have no feel at all. Zero for that game. Maybe a weird sneaky over, maybe, and just assume the Packers score a bunch of points. Maybe the Packers team total over. uh, And just say, all right, we're going to completely cut the defense out of this and just play the offense. I don't know. Maybe, you know, look for a prop, maybe like an Aaron Jones running prop, rushing prop, or carries prop, uh, something like that. Like, do not, I don't know, I would advise against spending on the spread, putting the Packers in a parlay, anything like that. Like, just just be very careful with the Packers. That's why, that's all I'm saying. I don't think they'll lose, but I'm just just saying. All right, number three is, ah, don't do Bucks, Knicks, or Marquette, George I think I'm still gonna go Bucks next on Saturday, 11:30. Uh, uh, even though, like, I think the cut outcome might be better. Uh, it's just it's more the opponent. Uh, in terms of Bucks Knicks on Saturday, I think the Bucks are gonna be so hungover for that fucking game. It's 11:30 start. Uh, the Knicks do this a lot where they play on Saturdays or Sundays at like 11 or noon, and everybody's groggy except for them because they're used to playing it. Uh, the Bucks aren't, you know, the Giannis-Nap stuff, day game Giannis is not as big of a thing anymore because he has kids. Uh, so it's a little bit different. So maybe these guys will be ready to play. But if they go out and they get after it, have like a Bucks Christmas party in New York on Friday night, um, yeah, it's not going to probably go well. <laughs> it's probably going to look what, we, what we've what we seen in the past when the Bucks go out and have a good time. So I'm not expecting a ton of, 11:30 uh, is a very weird start time for an NBA game. I'm not, uh, not gonna lie to you like I, especially on a Saturday. Like that's college basketball time like or, or bowl games. Uh, but think about the spread you have. Like I don't want to just monitor the bar at 1130, but you have bucks. you have I think multiple college football games going on at that time, and you have college basketball. I'm sure there's a college basketball game that you'd want to watch during that, during that period of time, so I, I, it's it's a case for like sneaking out to brunch and then being like, oh, the Bucks are on. Oh, this is up. Oh, maybe we should maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do this. I'm trying to think what else is on during that time. Mississippi State, Rutgers, no thanks. Butler, Providence. Eh. Uh, it's not great. Uh, there's not it's not a huge slate of games maybe seton hall xavier you know at one o'clock you do get florida atlantic arizona but that's not till that's not till two o'clock eastern or two o'clock excuse me so that's that's, that's a little ways away god Big East has a full fucking slate on the 23rd thank you thank god marquette's not playing like that i don't know that, it kind of rubs me the wrong way like i feel like let these guys go home for christmas man can you i i realize it's not how it goes you got to feed the machine but christ it's, it's a, it just feels a little excessive to me um maybe i'm i'm too soft in my days what was i gonna look for um oh the bull uh, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter which bull games are on but anyways yeah i just i hope the box are able to you know shake off their hangover enough time to win that game again we talked about it but the Giannis just Giannis should have just an awesome stat line in these two games because there is a zero defense uh, for the New York Knicks. So we'll have to see. I don't think there'd be any situation where you'd rest any of the guys, but maybe. I mean, the Bucks have played a lot of games here. Uh, this is their fourth game this week, so or fifth game this week, counting. Oh no, four. But yeah, they've played five out of the last seven, so maybe. It's a Giannis sit, but I think Giannis loves Madison Square Garden. I think the Greek community there is great. So you know, I think he'll want to show out. Uh, but yeah, that it'd also be kind of low-key awesome to do the Saturday Knicks game Knicks experience versus Christmas. Cause I, I would imagine the Christmas tickets a lot harder to get, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, that's it's an awesome little stretch there. And if you're in New York and you're a Bucks fan, you can get these three games because you get New York twice and then they're in Brooklyn on Wednesday like they are basically home alone they are going to spend they're Kevin McAllister they're going to spend the 22nd through the 27th in New York and then they head to Cleveland uh on the 29th before home uh on the new year for that much anticipated Indiana Pacers game so and we'll, we'll see what happens on that day that that is going to be a rumble uh and course it's at like seven o'clock uh in the middle of the fucking rose bowl and then the sugar bowl like can we can we come we have that game at like two three o'clock like can we do it can we do it as a prelude to i know the nba doesn't care about college football this is just my own personal you know griefs that i i can air the grievances right like i'm day away from festivus why not right gotta gotta get them all out when you can so yeah um uh, as for I, I, told you I'd talk about Bucks Magic a little bit. We're out of time. Uh, I, I just I think with the Bucks and Magic tonight, uh, it was a it was a nice win for the Bucks. It wasn't exactly the prettiest win. I think you'd look at the stat line and you're like, how the fuck did they win this game so far? Like the the fact the Bucks had 118 points and they didn't really shoot the ball that well. They shot 42% from from the field. I mean they got to the line 35 times. I think that's a huge part of it. Damian Lillard, 10 for 10 from the free throw line. Giannis, 15 of 19 from the line tonight. He had 37 points. Look, if Giannis is doing this from the free throw line, it's going to be really hard to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, this was the kind of game last year, year prior, where Giannis would get to the line that much, but he'd miss like seven or eight of them. And then that would let teams sort of sneak back into the mix. But the fact is, is Giannis, you know, is making his free throws when he gets these big nights, right? Chicago, when he won in overtime on that Monday, was 14 of 18. Indiana, when he had 64, he was 24 of 32. So not exactly great, but still 75% from the line. I think you will take 75%. You know, he was 78 tonight. Uh, he was 80. He was The worst he's been is 45% against Houston, where it was 5 of 11. But it, I mean, he's been on an absolute tear. He's had... You know, at least ten rebounds in since the the in season tournament. The last time he he had less than eight rebounds in a game. Let's see if they where that is. Wow, uh, that Toronto game where they lost one thirty to one eleven, where they were terrible. That's the last time Giannis has had less than less than eight rebounds in a game. That's pretty absurd. Uh, the the mount December's for Giannis so far is thirty two points. 11.8 rebounds, seven assists. He's shooting 68% from the free throw line, which is actually up from 65%. So, I mean, it's all good right now. And they just were able to just do enough against Orlando. They Their defense was really solid. You know, they, they really were good from the three point line. Uh, Orlando was eight for 33 from, from three. So they did a really good job of kind of closing off what Orlando wanted to do. I mean, Franz Wagner had 29 points, but he got it on 23 shots. Pablo Bancaro, 23 points, but got it on 17 shots. Like, the only guy that really had an efficient night for them was Mo Wagner, who, well, but he has 10 of 15. I mean, he had 21 points. So, like, I don't know. It, that, that is a pretty good night. It, where he missed was threes. He was really good inside. He was plus 23. You know, really, Mo Wagner and Cole Anthony kept, you know, this team in the game. And that's another big takeaway from this is the Magic bench was really solid. The Magic bench basically held them in this game. You know, Caleb Houston, Cole Anthony, Mo Wagner, a little bit of Jonathan Isaac, all of them were pluses in the plus minus category. And then you look at the Bucks, and Bobby Portis has worst games that he's had, you know, since that sort of rant. We had just talked about how good Bobby has been. They, Bobby was minus 18, Bochamp minus four, Payne -5, content -6, Andre Jackson Jr -8. Uh, like everybody on the bench was in the minus, the Bucks bench, both starters were all in the plus. So, the Bucks, I, I worry they have a bench issue against good teams. Like that that is my chief concern that the Bucks have a little bit of a problem when it comes to a better team that their bench can't really be that spark. And I'm not ready to, you know, completely, you know, put stake my hand, my, my flag in the ground on that. But you play hypothetically, you know, playoff teams going forward here for the next was that one, two, three, four, five, six next six games, and then if you add Orlando seven, you basically seven straight games against playoff teams, and then you subtract the two San Antonio's. And then you have Houston there too, so that's what, subtract San Antonio, be nine, that's, that's a lot of math there, like nine of your 11 against playoff teams, and so yeah, I, I mean, I think you have to at least consider, like, you you gotta see what this bench can do and figure out different rotations, figure out how you play with these guys, and get some of these guys going against good teams and see what see what you need to do. I think that's a big thing for Adrian Griffin, kind of going forward and seeing what he can adjust and make happen. Because yeah, the bench has looked really suspect, and definitely think the Bucks have to do something here. I, I don't know. Again, we're, we're we always teeter on like it's like the Joe Flacco elite meter with trading Bobby. It's like. Bobby's playing well it's like no keep him and then it's like he plays terrible tonight And it was like fucking trade his ass and it's like so I don't know we'll we'll certainly have to monitor that but yeah good good win for the Bucs not exactly the prettiest but not all of them are going to be pretty right and the fact is is I, I think that there are there are situations that earlier in this season this might have got away from the Bucs and it it didn't at all uh you know the Bucs Started slow. They were able to kind of revive themselves in the second quarter. Then they were, they kept pushing in the third and it got tight for a second there in the fourth quarter. But then the Bucks were able to a couple stops and a couple buckets and there you go. And as my guy Jimmy says, it's make him a sleep. And so it, that there you have it. But anyways, so that was a little bit of a Bucks side. And then for number four uh, to wrap us up is Marquette Georgetown. Uh, you know, Georgetown is a year away from a year away. Um, they have you know, they you know, it's it's it, they're gonna beat a couple teams this year, probably more in February and March, you know, when they really start to get ingratiated into Ed Cooley's system. But for reference, Georgetown just played Notre Dame last week, a team Marquette absolutely blew the living doors off of. Georgetown was able to win in overtime, so that's kind of the level of team you're looking at here. Uh, if you're just looking at it from a Ken Palm perspective, uh, Georgetown turns the ball over two, er, 19.9 uh, in terms of percentage. Marquette forces 22.6 uh, percentage of possessions. Uh, they're 14th, Marquette is, uh, Georgetown is 280. Uh, that means that Marquette has a massive you know advantage in terms of turnover percentage. I do worry about, the only thing I worry about in this game is Marquette does give up a lot of threes and Georgetown shoots a lot of them. Uh, again it's not their gym but if they find you know the hot stroke here maybe they keep it close but one thing to quell those worries is Georgetown gives up the 16th most uh, two-point baskets in all of college basketball so you can absolutely pound it down low with them you can attack 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 which is what Marquette wants to do this is obviously a hopeful get right game for Marquette Obvi- will Stevie Mitchell be back I don't think so I think Stevie Mitchell will wait a week, I think you'll see Stevie Metro back for Creighton if he, if in fact he's like on the mend and on the road to recovery. Uh, I do not think they will go with Dave Joplin on the bench. I think Shock is a, a stubborn coach. I think he has a little bit of Mike Booneholzer in him, where he he kind of just does it until he absolutely has to. He's like, all right, I guess I guess everybody's right. I guess I'll change it. Uh, we'll see what happens. And it's like, oh shit, it actually works. Um, so I think we are still probably another road game away from seeing Dave Joplin on the bench. I'd be really surprised if Shaka pulled the trigger right away. And I and I also don't mean that as a knock. Like, I know he, I put him with Bud, and you're like, oh, you're dissing that. It's like, no, it's just he has his things. Like, when some guy gets two fouls, he keeps them usually out in the first, first half, which is not exactly conventional wisdom anymore. It used to be. And Shaka hasn't moved off of that. So I just wonder, will he... Will he stay with Joplin or will he move Chase Ross in and then move Joplin to the bench? Um, obviously, if Stevie's healthy, I, I do expect Stevie to miss this game. I have no intel on that. I just It's more just putting my brain together with all that and expect a, a hopefully a good crowd. Maybe not from a student's perspective, right? Everybody's home for Christmas, but it's an early start at 6 p.m., but it's a holiday Friday, basically. I, I think everybody's going to be going out, having beers beforehand. Hopefully, it'll be a pretty punchy crowd uh, for that game, and be able to sort of, you know, help Marquette feel feel good. They've been great at home. Uh, they've not been good on the road. Is this this isn't Georgetown's first true home g- road game because they went to Notre Dame? Wow. So this also too, just for whatever it's worth. And I, I don't know how much this would affect him. I don't know. I would imagine they haven't traveled home, so they were at Notre Dame on the 16th, which they won in overtime, and then they went to Butler, which is also in Indiana, and now they're in Marquette uh, before heading home to play Creighton on Tuesday the 2nd. So they have a, a 10-day break here. So not only a couple things here. So not only do we say like, okay, yeah, they're at the level of Notre Dame. They have they struggle in terms of holding out the basketball, but you have a team who's basically been in Indiana and Wisconsin for 10 days. They get to go home to their families because, you know, they had a decent little Christmas break here before, you know, getting back into it. I have to wonder what Georgetown's motivation is going to be heading into this game. Marquette's a 17-point favorite. I, I like that probably more than any of the other. I don't know what the I think they probably have Christmas Day lines out, but I like that better than anything you're going to give me for this weekend. Like I, I feel like that is a, a great spot for Marquette. I think. Now, yeah, you have the bounce back factor, but you also have the, you also have sort of the, you know, just where's Georgetown's motivation? And they could be just ready to pack it in. And Marquette could just take over and overwhelm them and win by like 25. So it would not surprise me. So yeah, I'd lay that 17. I do not think that's too ambitious. Uh, they do have a line for the Bucs. They're three and a half for Christmas. Uh, the over-under is set at 228. That's, I'm telling you. I might go over. I might zag. I might zag. and Go over three. Uh, I would say three and a half though is not is not bad for the Bucks on the road. I think that's also a, a nice little number. Uh, you you bring that down, bring that down to three, and yeah, I think you're I think you're talking. Like why not? Like that's a it's a solid little thing. You know, you start your Christmas Day off. You know, you're opening presents. You have a little wager on the three. A little wager on the over. I'm telling you, I might go over. I might go over. I might do it. But anyways, yeah, it it should be an awesome weekend. So to review, I have it as uh, the Christmas Day game for the Bucks, Packers, Panthers, uh, Bucks, Knicks again, and then Marquette Georgetown. And the only reason why I put Marquette Georgetown fourth was based on just Georgetown. If it was Marquette Butler, if it was Marquette Seton Hall, we that might actually might be it. Could have been even first, honestly. Uh, But here we are uh, with Marquette. Rounding out the four that you have there. All right. I said I did want to do a little free talk. Um, I'm already at 43 minutes. I lied again about a short podcast. I just I can't do it. I don't know why I can't do it, but I can't. So I should not I should stop saying that. That oh it's gonna be a short podcast. And then when I don't say it, then it'll actually be a short podcast. <sighs> All right, let's just run through some things quick. Uh your ma your mamato, ya uh phew. We need to do, like, a, a pronunciation game with me and Mitch. And just Mitch gives me names to pronounce, and I see what I, I can do. But anyways, uh, it, Dodgers suck. Fuck the Dodgers. Uh, you know, they, this is evil empire shit. It's West Coast evil empire. Uh, I look forward to them getting beat in the playoffs after winning, like, 120 games. I know that's been said a lot by people, but seriously, fuck right off. Um, yeah, and as others have said, baseball is broken. Baseball needs a seller cap. Baseball is probably not going to get it, but they, they fucking need one. It's really bad. Uh, okay, my two gym stories I had for you um, on top of that. But, yeah, I, I, we'll see now, I guess, before I go to the gym stories. We'll see what happens now with Corbin Burns uh, with other guys. I, I would expect a lot of movement to continue here. Um, and I would assume the Dodgers are tapped out. But I'll also say, again, I, I don't know if this is on a podcast. But I for sure thought about it. I might have tweeted about it. i have to dig up and see if I can find it. I wondered if the Dodgers were going to do this. Like, I, I kind of wondered, were they going to build sort of their assets and then they were going to just make a huge splash the following year because they knew Otani was a free agent. They knew probably other guys were up for R. whether it's Glass now, whether was Corbin Burns, whether it's Bieber. And they also, you know, knew that maybe I, – I think the Yoramota part might – kind of fall in their lap but yeah it's uh it's kind of scary uh they are they are a scary scary team and they're they're gonna have huge expectations heading into this season uh to basically be awesome really from the start we'll see if see if they can live up to it uh all right the gym stories that i have for you i don't think i have anything else sports related see i'll look at the espn headlines to see if i have anything that's top of mind that that i need to talk about before i tell you my embarrassed i mean i'm trying to go away from the gym stories oh Pistons fans chanted sell the team that makes sense um Smith hurt by Monday night decision but happy for Locke oh the Grizzlies won again for John Morant um Calabari backs assistant Kenny Payne I don't fucking know how you could do that uh oh Clayton Clark 35 17 and 10 wow that's crazy all right so the gym stories that I have um we'll keep it short because it's already a long podcast gym story number one uh i was working i've been working out in the mornings earlier again i have a new day job and i was in the gym it's actually pretty quiet in my gym in the morning which great it's awesome and was getting ready to shoulder press and it had everything there and was grabbing the music whatever and there was a woman next to me lifting and you know she's small Asian-American woman, uh, and I trip over my 40-pound weight. Like, I, I just trip over it, I fall on my ass, and I, I, like, pop up right away. She's like, oh, you fell nicely. I was like, I, I, yeah, I did, but fuck. Like, even though it was, like, a very, like, no one saw, I guarantee you, if they were watching the tape, like, the trainers saw that shit, like, I just took a fucking tumble. And yeah, I was okay, but man, the ego was bruised. It was bad. And I just was like, what the fuck? Like, I've never had that happen to me before in my life. I've stumbled for sure, but I just lost my balance completely, went ass over tea kettle. Um, and thankfully I like, didn't hit my head on anything. Like I landed in a perfect spot, but my God, like, can you be any more fucking embarrassing? Uh, number two that I have gym store wise, I on my fucking phone <laughs> on Thursday. All of a sudden, I get to the gym. I'm like, all right, I'm like I'm fired up. Like, last lift of the year. Well, like, maybe not, but like, probably, I don't know. We'll see. It's the last lift where like I'm waiting in and whatnot. I don't want to bore you with anything. But I was like, okay, like, I'm in here. I'm excited for it. And I'm like, where's my fucking phone? Wait, I don't have my phone. And I just, yeah, phone was in my bathroom, forgot to grab it. And I was phoneless for the entire time, which it wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be because uh, they have music going, uh, you know, in terms of loudspeakers and it's loud enough that you can hear it. And again, it's not very crowded uh, in terms of our morning crowd. So you have a bunch of meatheads pumping iron. And then, you know, in terms of the treadmill, you can either listen to like, you know non-licensed music and you have like a path where you can listen to what's on bravo or espn and it was like eh, you know it was it was better than i expected and not to say that i'm gonna keep the non-phone but i did it was it was better than I expected but i'm an idiot that's really where it comes down to all right have a great christmas back on tuesday um i i highly doubt that i would force myself on a sunday pod but you never know All right. Take care, guys. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. See ya. Bye.